Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Really well, welcome everyone to the Really W7 podcast. I'm Tom Pickup. And we're here for this special interview with Ierko Bachenko, as you can see here, who appeared... Hello, the... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you, Ierko. And she's coming all the way from Dubai. Great to have you. Now, Ierko appeared as a Bond girl, one of Drax's beauties, in one of our favourite films. And Sam here, Sam Rogers is with me. It's one of our favourite films. It's one of his favourite films. It's Moonraker. So we're, we're, we're so excited to be talking about that film in particular. <laughs> but you know, this is my favorite also, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good choice. <Ike. laughs> now, coming back to our podcast, you can catch all our interviews and other episodes on iTunes and Spotify. And we've also got a YouTube channel now. So please subscribe and leave a nice review. We're also on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please add us onto your lists. You'll find plenty of silly interactions between Bond fans from all over the world. And we look forward to welcome you to that weird experience. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the main thing. We've got Erka here, and we can't believe we're chatting to a real-life Bond girl. So welcome welcome to, <laughs> to Bond fans from the UK. Moonraker at the moment is having a real renaissance, and it's it's one of the most loved Bond films there is, Erka. So we're so glad to have you. I'm very glad to be with you this, uh, this morning. I'm very happy. Well, Erka, she, of course has had a colourful career in many different things. She was a model to start with. She then went on to do acting. And then, of course, she's, she's gone into the world of pop music, where she's not only performed as a pop musician, but she's written for many other acts. So we've got lots to talk about. But, of course, we know her best for her memorable part as one of Drax's alluring women in Moonraker. So, yes. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a very interesting background, Erka. You, you were born in Poland, is that right? Yes, I was born in Poland and I arrived in, I arrived, you know, yes, with my parents, we, met, we moved to, to Paris uh, when I was six years old. But I must say that my dad was born in France, in, in Paris, 
And when he was uh, 20, he just moved to Poland and then he met my mom and everything. So, And he knew that he would never stay in Poland more than a few years. So, uh, yeah, we, we moved there when I was six, with my, also with my three brothers. What was it like growing up in Paris? You know, uh, yes, I was six. Uh, in, it was amazing because Paris at that time, is, it has changed a lot. But at that time, it was the most beautiful city in the world and so everyone was dreaming to to go to Paris and uh, I didn't I couldn't speak French but I just uh, uh, was saying all the time I'm, I'm Parisian Parisian it means from Paris I'm Parisian Parisian it was very funny I, I think yeah but it was very great to to be in Paris it was wonderful right and the first thing you did was you you broke into the modeling world is that right? Yes. You know, when I was 13, my dad showed me a magazine and he said, you know, you should uh, send the, your picture there. It was for this a beauty contest. So I was lucky. And so I went to the final. And then I must say that very famous singer got in touch with me. And he, he, he was a boss of a big agency, model agency. But I was very young. So I, when he contacted me, uh, I said that I was 16, but it wasn't true. I was 14. So when I arrived to the agency, the manager of the agency looked at me and said, but you're not 16. Come on, come, come back in two years. So, but she saw that I was so sad. So she kept me in this agency. So I started as a model when I was 14. With, uh, in, in, in Girls Models, it, the, the name of the agency was Girls Model. She must have seen such potential as well. If she said, oh, well, actually, no, we'll keep you on, even though you should be back in two years, like, oh, you can start now. Yeah, you know, um, the thing, I was very fun of the, 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 this famous uh, artist, this famous singer also. So I was, um, I, you know, I, I was very excited to, 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 to be in this agency and to, and to get in touch with him because I was very fun of him. And I think that he gave me the, you know, the the, the love of music and the, to be on stage. So what what were the first few modeling jobs you did? That that must have been exciting. The very first job it was uh, amazing because uh, it was not yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I did a lot of photo shoot for you know for uh, to see how it goes and everything. And I was I I went to school at the same time so. Uh, it wasn't very easy, but uh, the very first job, I was 15 and a half. It was for Vogue magazine and with Helmut Newton. So it was just uh, fantastic, fantastic, really, because uh, uh, it was, he was the very one of the best photographers in the world at that time, uh, Helmut Newton. And of course, Vogue magazine was the best magazine as well. So how many more shoots did you do for Vogue? You know, at that time, the, the, um, the camera wasn't the same as today. So we had to shoot a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and uh, a lot of photos to get one. But we did already, we had to shoot already, I don't know, maybe one, 800 photos. And we choose, he ch they choose four photos for this magazine, four photos. And that must have taken you, did that take you around the world, your modeling? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, then I went to, to also to New York. I was uh, with Eileen Ford. And then I went also to Tokyo and to Milano. I, 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 yeah, to Milano also. I was in the very big agency in Milano. So really, you, you were living the life of a Bond girl 
from an early age. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's why, you know, when uh, some, some people are asking me that, how was it uh, when uh, uh, to, to be in Moonraker? I was used already to these beautiful things, you know, to, to travel, to, uh, I was used to beautiful makeup, beautiful dresses. And so I was used already. So it wasn't very new for me to um, that kind of thing. So when I went, when I was um, uh, played in Moonraker, you understand what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Because you're so young at this stage and you have the modeling, you have the, the singing and then the acting. So what came next after the modeling? You know, but what, what was very strange, it was that I didn't want to be in this, in this part of, you know, of business. I wanted to be an astronomer. Oh, wow. So okay, wow. It's completely different. You know, when I was 9, 10, 11, I didn't, I, I didn't even think about to be a model or whatever. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be an astronomer. So. But what is funny is when uh, Margot Capelier, you know, the caster, director caster, she got in touch with me for this role, uh, I didn't want to do it because uh, for me... Um, you know, I wanted the first role. I wanted uh, the role, the Lois Child's role, but I was right, yeah, too young. Yeah. And she told me, she told me, no, you're too young. You cannot, you never, you cannot. So this role would be fantastic for you. So, um, and when she explained me the film, the story of the film, so I, 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 she convinced me. So I accepted, you know, to play it because Moonraker. It was funny, you know, because I wanted to be astronomer. So uh, maybe uh, I was thinking it's, it's maybe a sign somewhere. So I, uh, yeah, I did it. So, but I, I have no regret at all. So who did you first meet from the Bond world? I met uh, so Margot Capellier, then uh, the production Cubby Brocon. Yeah, yeah, wow. With uh, Lewis Gilbert, and uh, but it was in Paris. So yeah, I met. I don't remember the very first time who I met. I know that it was Margot Capelli, but then, uh, yeah, I think it was Broccoli, yeah. Did you realise who these people were? Because they're, they're massive people in the world of film, aren't they? You know, the thing is that at that time, uh, of course, James Bond was very famous, but not like nowadays, you know, not, not like today. Uh, so I think nobody really realised at that time how... How big it could be, how he would be, and uh, I know, I know that when uh, at that age I, I had a lot of friends, uh, men, uh, boy, boys. They really were fun, very fun, and I didn't understand that <laughs> at that time. But you know, I, uh, yeah, as I said, it wasn't that famous that well, as it is today. You know, so it was probably better that you didn't know them because you yeah. were unfazed. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. We hear people and actors from the Bond franchise say how how friendly Cubby Broccoli was, and how friendly everyone was. Lewis Gilbert as well. Were they, were they lovely people to to meet? They were really fantastic. You know, I, I just you know, yeah, they were they were really fantastic. Uh, Lewis Gilbert, Broccoli, uh, all the team was so nice, so friendly, and I like a lot Cubby and. There is one thing I remember with Kirby. I was with him in Venice because uh, I went, you know, I already went to Brazil, to Argentina, to Guatemala, and to Venice. And when we 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 had a cup of tea together, and 
And he just told me, you know, Irka, you are, you are different from the others. You have something special. I suggest you to come to England for drama classes. And so, but it never happened because I was very young and I didn't realize, you know, that it was how important it could be at that time. So, uh, but sometimes I wonder if I had been to London, what would have happened with my career and with me, with myself. So I don't know. So, this is so. Yeah, there were so great, fantastic people. Uh, Roger was simply amazing. We I we adore him yeah, uh, as Bond because, you know, he was exactly in his life. His simplicity was amazing. It seems to me that Roger never played a character. He just played himself all the time. <laughs> he was joking, laughing all the time, a lot of sense of humor. And he was a very friendly person. And I think this kind of actors, as I say always, doesn't exist anymore. So, you know, it was really a pleasure to work with him and with all of you. Yeah. Roger's such a larger than life character and you can really see it on screen. And I just wonder, I've heard, you know, that he, he had been a bit of a joker as well. Is there anything memorable that he did on, on sets or behind the scenes that we just as fans wouldn't know about? Now, the thing is, when uh, he, he was so friendly and he was everywhere, you know, when uh, we were shooting, he was, he, he was going everywhere, talking to everybody. When I also was in Venice, I remember that he was in the, you know, the boat, uh, how do you call it? Um, pira, pira, uh, no, pira, gondola. Gondola, gondola, gondola. And, uh, and uh, I was uh, shooting you know, pictures of him and uh, in, in a place, some art place. And, and he just stopped in front of me and he said, come on, let's do pictures together. And I just said, no, I was so shy because I was really shy. So he did come, come with me. And we asked somebody to make, to shoot pictures of us. And, and I said, no, no, no. So uh, I, uh, I continue uh, to shoot pictures of him. And so I, I found this, uh, you know, this moment very amazing because uh, he, was, he was so nice. He was, I, I don't know, I have no words, you know, because he was really uh, so simple. I, and I really learned a lot of him because from him, uh, you know, it, the simplicity, the all we are coming from the same place, we are going to the same place. So... The simplicity, I think it's the, you know, it's very important. And he, he had, he was like this. He was very simple. He was very calm. So I can see some, you, you've got a picture of Roger Moore there. <laughs> so I, so I realized I had a bunch of postcards in a, in a box that I had been given about 10 years ago. I've always just kind of had them to the side and I've never, since I started becoming writing about Bond and doing a bit more with Bond. I'd never thought, oh, I'll get these out. So yesterday I, I just saw them on the side and I thought, oh, let's see what Rich Moonraker ones are in here. And I was kind of hoping that there was going to be a promotional picture of all, all the Drax women, including Urka, but unfortunately <laughs> there wasn't. But I did have um, these that are behind me. So I thought I would show them <laughs> off. Fantastic. <laughs> Going back to uh, Roger, obviously you've done singing as well, but you, you actually recorded a duet with him. Is that right? Yes, because, you know, uh, I, when I became a songwriter, uh, singer, you know, I just forget my Irka Boshenko. I just have to change my name. Yeah. I, I win both, so I cut Boshenko to Bo, and uh, Irka, it is uh, Irene. 
without the yes. so having bow. Because we, you know, when you in France, when you're a James Bond girl, you don't know how to write, you don't know how to sing, you're just nothing. So you cannot do anything. So I decided to change my name. And then I started, you know, so I forgot James Bond, I forgot this part of my life because uh, I have I had something new to do too. And then many years later, I received a kind of message, you know, uh, email, are you Irka Boshenko? As I said, come on, maybe I have to answer. <laughs> no, because uh, if you are Irka Boshenko, you have to know that we, you are invited in London to sign autographs, autographica. Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, so in the beginning, I thought it was a joke. So, but sign up. And I answered. So I was invited there. And then I went there. It was amazing. I saw, it was just a family, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, James Bond is like a family. The yeah. fans and the actors are all together. For me, it's, it's the same, you know? It's like a big family. And uh, I was really, really surprised of this. And then I met some other drugs girls like Catherine Serre, uh, Beatrice, uh, Shishinu. And I was, it was for the 50th anniversary of James Bond. Yeah. And then, so I thought, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, I have to go back in this world because I love it, you know. So I decided to write a song for the 50th anniversary. But of course, I lost all the, you know, I didn't have any contact from Roger anymore because I didn't, I haven't seen him for so many years. So I got in touch with James Bond uh, in France, the James Bond uh, fans. Yeah. yeah. Club, James Bond Club. And they gave me the contact of Owen. Yeah, his agent. I sent a message. The same day, one hour later, Roger uh, answered me, <laughs> of course. Uh, I will do this duet with you. So it was uh, just uh, like a dream coming true, you know. It, and uh, so it was really fantastic. So I went, uh, I went to record the song. So I first, of course, uh, wrote the song and uh, everything. And then uh, we met in Switzerland, and oh. I recorded his voice in in uh, Switzerland with oh. his, his wife was there, Christina also. And so it was, it was much more, even much more beautiful for me at that time because we were so close, you know. And when I, I just see him in the corridor when he's opening the door, I haven't seen him for so long. It was just, you know, like, I don't know how to explain that. I think one of the most beautiful days of, of my life. Oh. I don't know. It was so... Uh, I was feeling so, I don't know, you know, I have a, um, a tears in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember it was so beautiful. And I just um, get into his arms and so, hello, hello, because it was amazing. It was really beautiful, beautiful. He was really, he was really fantastic person. Was he exactly the same as he was all those years ago? <laughs> yes, it was exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. It hadn't changed at all. <laughs> it was the same. <laughs> but but his wife was there, so it was a little bit different. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but no, he was really the same. Tell us about the recording the song then. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just oh, sorry. Oh, oh no. no. Sorry. <laughs> it this so, is, so this is the effect Roger has on us. We we. <laughs> We, yeah. It's so sad though because we all remember where we were when when he we heard that he died as well and it it brings yeah. back those those memories doesn't it? 
Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, life, that's life. Yeah, yeah. So when the recording, you know, uh, he just was looking at me and he said, so I had the microphone and the technical, you know, material. And he said, so what, what to do? What, what do I have to say? What? So I said, listen to the song many times. And then I take you to, you take the microphone and you say what you want. My name is Bond, James Bond. <laughs> and so he listened to the song once, twice, and then he started to, to, to talk. And <laughs> a little bit because the song uh, was called, is called Happy Birthday to Bond. So then he started to sing Happy Birthday with this beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah. It was really, very, really fantastic. It was really great, yeah. He knows how to pull a gun, how to shoot a girl to hand. One of the most beautiful day of my life because uh, so intense, you know. So I guess it's a mix of a lot of different things. You've got all this this joy of seeing someone that you've not seen for a long time. There's, I would presume, some nostalgia as well for seeing something taking you back to a place so long ago in your career, and then just meeting for such a joyous moment. And it's just, it just sounds like a really beautiful time. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then we went for we having we we had lunch downstairs, and it was funny because of course everybody was looking at him, and he was just uh, he was just uh, you know, and uh, he was saying hello to everyone, and and then we 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 sat and we we talked a lot about um, the past, of course, about Moonraker, about all the team, and he was yeah, he really liked this moment, this you know that that time he he remembered and they. Yeah, and we had, and the thing, very funny, we talked about Helmut Newton, and he, he was their friend, he, his friend also at that time, and I didn't know, and I just told him, of course, I, I started my career as a model with Helmut Newton, and you talked to me about Helmut Newton so many years later, it's yeah. it was really, you know, it's, uh, yeah. And he lived in Switzerland, didn't he? Yes, he was in Switzerland and in, also in Monaco, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yes, my name 
is Bond. James Bond. Well, that brings us on to your singing, actually, because, like you said, you were called Irene Bo when you were a singer. Yeah. What sort of songs did you perform early on then in your career? You know, I, I like every kind of music, so I think I'm able to 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 perform many, you know, many styles. Yeah. But, of course, pop pop music, uh, for me, it's, yeah, pop music. I, li- I like sometimes some jazz also. I like rap, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Many different, you know, I'm very inspired by rap, you know, because they have so beautiful lyrics. Yeah. So I'm very inspired by it. And everybody's really uh, surprised when I say that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, a lot of different, different uh, kind of music. Uh, yeah. Who inspired you growing up? Which artists inspired you? Oh, I, I, I loved Elton, uh, Elton John. Yes. Uh, mm. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, only for the moment. Oh, yeah, I, of course, when I was a uh, kid, I loved Barbara, Barbara Streisand. But then, uh, I don't know, I, I, I like a lot of, a lot of uh, style, a lot of artists. But mostly, uh, of course, Elton John and Freddie Mercury. Oh. For me, Elton John is just the best. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with you. We, we love Elton John as well. <laughs> yeah. But I knew that, I saw that, you know, Tina Arena. Because well, yeah, I, you'd, had you written some some songs for her? Is that right? Yes, of course, yes, I've written some Amazing. songs. Amazing. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. How did that come about with Tina? But just one question, do, do, because in, is she famous in... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, she, because, yeah, she, yeah, she's Australian, isn't she? Yeah, she's Australian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know because sometimes uh, very famous. There are very famous artists in France, but they are not. Uh, they yeah. are unknown, you know, in other countries. So um, just I was just surprised that you knew her. Yeah, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a good meet. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic to meet her because uh, she had a beautiful voice, and of course, uh, she it, it was it was really great to work with her. Yeah, I met her many times. Uh, uh, because um, yeah, I wanted to be as close as possible to you know to tra- to, to 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 write lyrics really for her. So it uh, to, I really had to, to be close to her. So uh, yeah, it was really fu- fine and uh, beautiful to work with her. Do you prefer writing or singing? Uh, it's funny because I love both. You know, sometimes it depends on my inspiration. Sometimes I love to be to write, you know, to be all alone in, in somewhere with no one and I'm just in another world and I write and, you know, inspiration is write and write. But I like also to be on stage because, of course, to share my feelings, to share things with the uh, public and yeah. so I love it. So it's really, I like to both at the same level, you know, but it's so different, but I love And I think it's uh, one help the other yes yeah hmm. because when i'm on stage i can see uh what people like what public likes uh, you know what what they like what they love yeah. what the words they, they want to hear so it helps me for, for for writing yeah and yeah so it's uh and what i mean because that's my, my english yeah 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 
Yeah, but I, I guess you, you respect the writing process after, if you've just been a performer, you can respect all the effort that goes into writing once you actually get down to it yourself. And then to see what you've written then be performed either by yourself or by someone else is also, yeah. must be very happy that the work that you've put in Yes, sure. I, yes, I remember the first, uh, because I, I worked with uh, many um, publishing companies, with uh, EMI at that time and Sony Publishing in France. And of course, they uh, get me in touch with uh, a lot of artists. And uh, in the beginning, you know, I wrote a song and then I saw the, it was for, at that time, it, you know, very, uh, five girls were singing in France and they were very famous. So I worked with I wrote a song for them. And when I first time saw in the TV, the video clip and everything, it was just, you know, it was fantastic also. It wasn't me, but it was as as fantastic as it would have been me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was me, yeah. So yeah, it was amazing. It's a very beautiful feeling. I mean, I just have to say though that I, I listened to some of your music last night, and I feel like I'm going to butcher some of some, some of the song names. Do you say comment le paradis? Do you say comment le paradis? Est-ce qu'il y a des magnolias? Est-ce que c'est comme Alexandrie? Ou comme ton moulin de Danois? Do you say comment le paradis? Shelly, this is not me, and un de toi, Jira au bois, I think is how you say it. I, those are what I've got written down because I thought they were excellent and I had them on repeat. So, no, and I'm looking forward to listening to more as well. And you know, the, the thing is that uh, because here in Dubai, everybody speaks English. So, I write now, I'm, I decided to write songs in English. So, uh, even un de toi, Jira au bois, it means it's, uh, yeah, I wrote it in English. We wrote the English lyrics and Un, deux, trois, normal, blah, blah, quatre, cinq, it's just pleasure and bliss. Un, deux, trois, take up my bra, baby, devil, I miss, you know, something very funny. I, we, I decided to write <laughs> all my songs in, in, in English also. And um, yesterday I, we worked on a, a special song also called Tu seras homme mon fils, you'll be a man, my son. I know Kipling wrote a poem a long time ago, but it's completely yeah. different. Yeah, so I'm writing the song in English now. Also, maybe I, I would send it to you once. There was another weird kind of like coincidence when when preparing for, for this interview, because when looking at what you had done, I'd saw that I'd seen that your first film credit for was for Bilitis in 1977. Yeah. 
and I've had one of the pieces of music from that film on my Spotify for for a number of years and I had no idea that it was from a film and I just thought that piece was beautiful and then to find out yeah. that you had been in that film um I think as as the character Prudence and then I actually I did watch some clips from the film as well in preparation and it's just funny to to see how you've kind of traversed different things and you've gone from yeah. like a French cinema background to go into this internationally renowned film and then go on to establish this writing and singing career it's just excellent to kind of see the trajectory that although maybe you didn't go to drama school like that you've still managed to to mm-hmm. do something with your life and you're you're at a place that you are very happy and comfortable with and that you can continue i think it's called uh, freedom <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I have to say another thing. Is that right? You you've done you've been involved with Eurovision. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Amazing again. Uh, but just uh, as a songwriter, uh, no. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No, we, we, we talk only about this because I have so many, I've done so many things, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, you know, I worked uh, with a famous, uh, quite famous uh, artist, French artist, and uh, I wrote a lot of songs for her. And then someone uh, wanted her to, to, to be in a Eurovision contest. And so uh, he, he just asked me to, 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 to write some lyrics for that. So I did it. And yes, she, we, we, we were to uh, Greece for the Eurovision contest with this song called Coco Dance. And uh, yeah. this was sung by Severine Ferrer, Severine Ferrer, a French artist. Send me already, um, you know, because the Eurovision was a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched it from here, but it's amazing because I, I think that there are so many talents now. It's yeah. amazing. And the uh, one who won, what is his name? Uh, from the uh, Sam. Public yeah, he was Sam, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, no. the, the UK artist. From, from, uh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah, yeah. You know, would... and I love. I, I really, you know, I really thought he would, he would win. Because yeah, well, a... I think, yeah. I think we're proud that he did so well. I mean, that's it's the best mm-hmm. we've done in 
what 20 years is it Sam something like that I think so <laughs> but it's, it's been it's been a long time to go from from Nilpwa to, yeah. being, yeah. to them being second on the board I think yeah. you can't you can't be mad at that no and to lose to Ukraine is is fair isn't it you know it's a, it was a, it was a great outcome for everyone I think well, France didn't do very well did they <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. It's uh, from Bretagne, from, you know, a part of France. Yeah. Why yeah. They don't even speak, uh, sing in French or English, but come on. <laughs> you need to write next year's yes, entry. You, yeah. you know, it's a disaster. I think in France, everything <laughs> is a disaster. Uh, what are you up to now in Dubai? You, you're doing some performances there, aren't you? Yes, you know, I performed already in uh, Expo 2020 yes, for yeah. the Slovenian Pavilion. So it was very, uh, yeah, because uh, I know I have a friend working in uh, Dubai Municipality and he just, he just asked me, so why don't you sing a song, uh, you know, in uh, Expo? So I said, of course. So uh, because a few years ago, I wrote a song about environments. And uh, so uh, I, I sang this song there. Then I also sung, yeah, performed in another place, one and only Hotel Mirage. It's a very glamorous place also. I, I already performed the same song called Planet Blue, La Planet Blue Planet. Because uh, I'm, I'm very, you know, invested in uh, environment and in uh, uh, women's, also women's cause, you know, women, women's cause. Right. I write a lot of songs, special with this, on some subject, you know. Yeah. It has true meaning, you know. Yes. It, a lot of truth, a lot of truth in those in yeah. those songs, and they're important. That's great. Yeah. Do you like the Bond songs, the the music from the James Bond films? Of course, of course. Who doesn't like it? Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> For sure, it's beautiful. It's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, I, I must say, it's a stamp. It's a, the music in the James Bond movies are, are, is so important. You know, it's a part of the big uh, success of mm. uh, Bond. The music is a big part of the success of uh, this uh, film, I think. Your song for Moonraker was from Shirley Bassey, so that's amazing, isn't it? And I, I love that song. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, it was a beautiful song. Yeah. I keep wanting to uh, to talk about your your costume in Moonraker because I adore the. I don't know what material it is it. Looks like it could be chiffon. The white gown dress that yeah. that, that you wear that is probably most most recognised. You know, thing that you yeah. wear. And because that entire scene where you lure Roger <laughs> into Drax's base and, you know, you're walking past, I think mm. it's 
Awasu Falls in Brazil slash Argentina. And um, it's just an absolutely gorgeous set piece. And I just think you're made as a character, to, as an actress, to look as angelic and as beautiful as possible. But you're just luring him into a trap. And I absolutely just adore that. And I just wondered because I think it was Jacques Fonteray who did the costuming on Moonraker. And I just wondered like how much collaboration there was or how many fittings or, or whatnot went into that because the overall product which we see on screen is amazing and that's one of my favorite scenes from the film yeah but yeah of course the, the one, one thing we uh, uh, i regret all these uh, costume of dresses disappeared yeah Nobody yeah ever, you know so it's it's amazing uh, n- nobody knows where all, all these costumes, all these um, dresses, and uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so it's just sad about that. But how was um, filming in that particular location? Because I know you do a lot of walking, and I was <laughs> a bit, wor- I was a bit worried because I know that you, you're wearing heels, and when you walk, <laughs> when you're when you walk on the rocks, I'm in my mind, I'm like, I hope she's able to wear flat shoes um, <laughs> during that particular section because I really don't want her to slip and fall. <laughs> you see, I'm here, so this yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was, it was really because the team was mo- much more smaller. So uh, we, we, yeah, the land, lands, landscape was beautiful. And, yeah, it was just amazing. The, the, these countries were just amazing. It was waterfalls and natural you know the natural maybe that's it inspired me maybe you know for my songs environmental songs maybe <laughs> yeah you went to venice as well amazing yeah yeah to venice also. it was the same it was beautiful everything was fine you know so yeah i also just love that when you meet roger for the first time in the film and you know he's trying it on a little bit and (laughs) and you're just saying oh you can go anywhere you please and then you just give him this real like intense glare (laughs) once he leaves and then you just know okay Erka's characters there's something up there (laughs) and there's something going on and I think because it's it's Anne Lomberg, Lomberg's character who he sees next and it seems like you two are kind of the ones who maybe call Drax or, or his people and go, okay, Bond's here, we need to get him. And that's where the whole gondola section appears. <laughs> and I just think it's just, it's it's such a, you know, it's, it's not over the top, it's not super grand, but you manage to do something that makes the audience think what's going to happen next. And I just think, you know, you make the best of, of the role that you have. And I really believe that you did that. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy that you... Uh... So you're going very far in that kind of detail. That's fantastic, you know. I'm just—it's uh, amazing because the yeah, you, every every detail you see, every detail. You yeah. See yeah. Every, <laughs> I don't. I have nothing else to say. You you say ever, so beautiful things and. So <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll be seeing it on the Moonraker on the big screen again very soon yeah. because it's coming uh, to UK cinemas um, in a few weeks' time. So I know I've seen it on the big screen once before a few years ago and it was amazing. And I know but Tom and the other guys from the podcast haven't and a lot of people in the fandom haven't. So I know everyone's going to be so excited to see the film on the big screen where it's where it should be viewed. 
I wanted to just ask as well, what was um, your memory of, uh, did you go to the premiere of the film? And, you know, if so, what was that experience of going to these premieres like? Uh, Yes, of course, the premiere in London and in Paris at both. But it's a long time ago. So I I have some pictures of it. So it was, you know, we we were considered like big stars. So it was amazing because, but as I said before, nobody knew at that time, that it would be so amazing, so so famous, and you imagine it's sixty years, sixty yeah. years of James yeah. Bond, and everybody loved James Bond all over the world. So many fans, so many, it's just amazing. It's, it's just amazing, you know, when I think about it. And of course, at the premiere, it was it was beautiful. Uh, Roger was uh, <laughs> as ever so beautiful. So. With his very smile, you know, his smile, uh, he was always smiling. He was, every girl, the drag girls were there also. They were very, well, everybody was very happy yeah, to be in this, in this uh, premiere. Yeah. What's it like being a Bond girl for all these years? Do, do people still recognise you and want to talk to you? And- you know, one thing, it was very funny because um, I, had, I had a friend. Sometimes people recognise me, sometimes no. But I was in Los Angeles in, uh, with a magician. He was he's doing magic, and there is a very place, an important place for magic there. Yeah. And we went. It's we went there, and you know, someone he was supposed to to do magic there. You know, so we were together. We went. We opened the door. We went there, and someone just looked at me. Kai came to me. He was my, my friend was supposed to be a, the star, you know, because he was supposed to do magic there. And so and th- this guy come to me and look at me and come to me. But you are Irka Bushenko. <laughs> it was what, maybe five years ago, four years ago, you know. It was so funny because uh, uh, I thought for at first time that my it was a joke also you know, from my friend, but it wasn't. He just recognized me. I was in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly linking to that, I know a few years ago you did, you actually met up with a lot of the actresses on who from Moonraker. um, And I can't remember the name of the estate, but I think it was to do with the the James Bond French fan club. And you all met at the estates where do you remember what it's called, Tom? The the Drax estate. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Well, the, in the yeah. film, the Drax estate, and you all yeah. met, and you know, this this kind of it was like a Moonraker exhibition. And I guess I just wanted to ask, what was it like to kind of to have all of these French actresses because it was quite a, a French production, yeah. Moonraker. A lot of the production had moved to France for the first time. And I guess, you know, I would hope that there was a sense of camaraderie on set and that even, you know, so many years later that you and your, you know, colleagues all met again and just enjoyed being each other's company to just recount such a unique time in your lives. I was just wondering, what was it like to, to just be around those people again? It's, it's a kind of, it's magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's magic because uh, so many years later... You know, to 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 see uh, drugs girls again, and to see the fans coming, uh, and so it's just magic, you know. Oh, oh brilliant! It is amazing, yeah. I think your your character is very mysterious. You know, you <laughs> you, you and the drugs girls—they're sort of I don't know—they're sort of in, always there in the background, and you you're wondering what's going on here, and then you lead Bond to this pyramid, 
what <laughs> what was it like filming the the scene in the pyramid what did you see any of Roger being attacked by the snake? <laughs> yeah, it was funny because, you know, it was with the snake because when we saw the snake for real, it was really funny, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> when you see in the movie, it's something else, you know, it, it looks real. But when you saw this in plastic, yeah. it, was really, it was amazing, really. It was really like a job. It was yeah, and that is difficult as well because you've got all of you, all of you girls have to look so serious and so kind of angry. But I bet when you when you watch it, when you're watching <laughs> someone struggle with this plastic fake snake, I bet it's difficult to keep, you know, a straight face. Yeah, no, it's true. It was, uh, it was very, very, very. And of course, Drax himself, uh, Michelle Lonsdale, he he sadly died, didn't he, quite recently? What was it like to to work with him? You know, we at that time we were not very close because uh, we 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 were not in the same scenes, so not. And I heard later I heard uh, that he didn't want to talk about Moonraker anymore. But very st- strange things happened a few years ago. I met him in the south of France, and he was so happy. We were so happy oh. to meet again. Lovely. And he just talked to me about Moonraker. So we know I was thinking that he didn't want to talk about it anymore. And we still, we, we, still, we, we were there talking about Moonraker. And for him, it was a beautiful experience. He was, you know, he really enjoyed to be in Moonraker to, to you know. So it, it was amazing also when we met around the swimming pool. We were talking hours about, about <laughs> this. So it was, yeah. And uh Big, big, very famous actor. He was very, yeah, very yeah, mm. yeah, massive yeah. influence. Yeah, oh, it's incredible, Mr. Bond. You defy all my attempts to plan an amusing death for you. You're not a sportsman, Mr. Bond. Why did you break off the encounter with my pet python? I discovered he had a crush on. What exactly are you up to here, Drax? And why the orchids? The curse of a civilization. It was neither war nor pestilence that wiped out the race who built the great city lying around us. It was their reverence for this lovely flower. Because long-term exposure to its pollen caused sterility. Correct, Mr. Bond. As you discovered, I have improved upon sterility. Those same seeds now yield death. Not, of course, to animals or plant life. One must preserve the balance of nature. Moonraker launch program now commencing. Sam, you you watched Moonraker last night, didn't you? And yes. you noticed a couple of things. One in the credits, and then one about that that deleted scene, perhaps, wasn't it? Oh yeah. So there was. I mean, I couldn't remember. You know that that your your name is so prominent in the opening credits. Like it's directly alongside you know the long established you know cast like Lois Maxwell and Bernard Lee and Desmond Llewellyn. And you're right next to those names, so I first thought that was amazing that you were right up there with the rest of the you know, with with these legends, essentially, which is one thing. And so that that was a great surprise. But then also, I know that there's this deleted scene where Roger's character and Lo- Lois's character are walking through the space station, and and you, and yourself and uh, the other Drax girls and and the the guys are, are floating in this room. And I was just wondering, you know, if you knew anything about that, or if you actually had to be on wires at all. Yeah, we have a lot of. You know, I remember we had to. Uh, there was there was a um, a teacher to. We we had to learn how to move 
how to move uh, slowly. But we worked a lot for, to, you know, to, to, for that, for, for, you know, but it was, it was a, a very good experience, <laughs> I must say. Because there are a lot of these scenes that you spend a long time on and then they don't make the final film, which is annoying, isn't it? But the sets from Ken Adam, uh, the, the magnificent sets, to, was it nice to walk into these sets? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to. You know. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was. Yeah. We love Moonraker now. In the Bond fandom, it's it really is now getting a lot more popularity. Did you realize at the time though it, it would be the biggest Bond ever at the box office? I mean, that's amazing. Yes, I can see that you like Moonraker. I can yeah. See that. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because there are a lot of people loving Moonraker and. Uh, some of them hating. Uh, yeah, hate. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, 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 always at, at that time, we didn't know. We didn't know that Moonraker or whatever, uh, James Bond would be so famous. And I'm very happy that you like Moonraker. So I'm very happy that uh, Moonraker have a lot of fans. I'm very happy that, yeah. for that. It is now one of the most fun Bond films I don't know. Have you seen the new Bond film, Erka? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What did you think? I, 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 I love them, but I think that for me, I, I, I think that Daniel Craig is a very good actor, but for me, he's not James Bond. He's, uh, for me, huh? yeah. uh, you know, he has no humour here. He's not, I don't know. He, he, for me, he's not as, uh, as Roger used to be. Uh, as uh, Sean used to be, you know, so I don't know how to say. Of course, the films are beautiful, amazing and everything, but uh, I think I prefer the, the, the other ones, the first yeah. ones. Mm. We'd love a new Bond film to be like Moonraker, a bit, a bit more, I don't know, a bit more fun and a bit yeah. more humorous like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, of course, it were a lot of, yeah, much more. We have, yeah, we could have fun to, you know, it, it was funny. It were, they were yeah. funny, <laughs> you know. Today it's very, I don't know, but they are beautiful uh, anyway. You know, hmm. they are huge anyway. So, yeah. and the actors are excellent, you know. So uh, Yeah. We're looking forward to finding out where Bond goes next, but... We're so happy that we have these great films and, and Moonraker is, is one of our favourite. And it's one that people in England, if they're feeling a bit down, they'll watch Moonraker and they'll, they'll feel happy. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll cheer them up. Yeah. <laughs> it's great fun. And that's amazing that you've, you've told us all about your experiences in the film. We thank you so much, Erka, for joining us. We really appreciate it. But thank you to both of you. Really, uh, it, uh, I really appreciate also, and it was nice to to meet you. Yeah, and yeah. maybe uh, why not to meet uh, for real sometimes? Yes, we we love fingers crossed, and yeah. I hope there's and I hope to hear more music. I really, yes. really do because it's so good. Maybe, yeah, maybe you know I wrote also a song called "I'm Yours," but um, oh. I wait a little bit for. I want to release it. It's in English. Huh? It means that it's really for fans because we artists are nothing without fans and fans are wouldn't exist without artists. So it's something very, so I wrote a song about that. So maybe, maybe when it will, I will, will release this song, I will send it to you before. Oh, that would be Brilliant. so good. Thank you. <laughs> that would be lovely. Yeah, so we look forward to hearing more of your music, Erka. 
And hopefully, if you're in the UK or elsewhere, we, we will meet you at a Bond event. That would be amazing. Yeah. And you'll see all the love from the, the Bond fans in the UK. They, they love Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, good. And whenever you come to Dubai, don't hesitate. I will probably also, of course, for the 60th anniversary, I'm trying yeah. to organize a kind of... I wanted to do it in Paris, but in Paris, in Paris everything is dead now. So I want to do it here. So um, a kind of event, uh, yeah, for the 60th anniversary. So uh, I'll let you know also about that. Oh, wow. Okay, right. <laughs> I'd love to go to Dubai and, and see you, and that'd be, that'd be amazing. Oh, come be. On. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Really appreciate it for taking time out of your day to speak to us Bond fans. I know the Bond fans who watch this video, they'll, they'll love it. They'll, they'll, they'll love it. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much. To you. Thank you really much. Thank you, thank you so much. And have a beautiful day. Yes, and, you uh, will do. <laughs> and uh, so I'll see you soon. We have it up last. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.